0: This episode of the Opie Radio Podcast, sponsored by Manscaped.com slash Opie, O-P-I-E. Get 20% off and free shipping by using Opie, O-P-I-E. Upgrade that dog salon with the luxury products of Manscaped. Oh, is that dog pooping? Pick up your poop. We live here. Thank you. Get these dogs walking by. You see that poor dog on the YouTube live? Just just shh shitting its brains out uh let's see if the owners go back are they gonna go back and pick up the poo it looks like he's uh he's working a bag onto his hand do the right thing do the right thing they're discussing it should we leave the poop here i mean it's not summer anymore no i'm gonna pick it up god damn it God damn it, Karen, I'm going to pick up the goddamn poop. We don't just leave it on the beach. Yeah, but summer's over and no one's going to be out at the beach. Oh, my God, what are you going to do with that bag of poop now? We're supposed to be having a romantic walk by the ocean and you're picking up poop. Oh, shut the fuck up, Karen. I wish I got the goddamn coronavirus so I wouldn't have to deal with you anymore. Ugh now look. She's pointing at it. I'll take it, god damn it. Oh, is that a crab? <laughs> Good morning, Jeff Keegan. I, I see Rachel is on the uh, the YouTube Live, uh, and I'm also on Facebook Live. Good morning to everybody. YouTube is asking me if I've taken a dump on this beach. I have taken a dump on this beach. I have uh, taken very, very long walks on this beach. And, you know, one time my stomach was a-gurgling. Oh, boy, was it a-gurgling. And, boy, did I let loose. What's up, Andrea? I saw you. Uh, you DM me today, and I apologize. And get back to you. I, I think you were asking when I do these things. I try to do them um, every morning, but the problem is, I went from a uh, state-of-the-art studio. Uh, it was a multi-million-dollar broadcast facility, and now I'm setting up an old camera that I've uh, not an old camera. I'm setting up an old phone that I found in a desk drawer, and my current phone. With now Facebook Live and YouTube Live. And if it gets too sunny or too windy, or if it starts raining, it shuts down by broadcast. So, But for the most part, I, I, I'm trying to do these every morning. But there you have it. And don't forget about the Blue Chew. BlueChew.com. Promo code OPIE to try it for free. We're talking boners, people. Big, fat, stiffies. Had to look over my shoulder to the to my left when i said that because like i told you a couple days ago my uh my neighbors they love me but then they uh they they go out on their deck in the morning and they see me ranting and raving and yelling and screaming at people walking by on the beach and they're like i don't know that guy even though you know they know who i am and what i did in the past i have another neighbor she goes uh i didn't know you were the wow guy (laughs) i guess she told her uh her high school friends college friends maybe uh that she lives next to us you know and, and her girlfriend goes that's the guy that invented wow whip em out wednesday you know the opian anthony show although i kind of had the aha moment when i saw john valby getting just regular girls topless during his show uh way back in the boston days and uh, a light bulb went out went off in my head i said oh my god there's something there i just thought the slutty ones took their tops off but here's john valby in a comedy club singing dirty songs and he's getting regular girls to to show their boobs on stage and i'm like wow i think we could do something with this and the rest is history but anyway um my neighbor uh <laughs> Her girlfriend is like, that's the guy who invented Wow, and then she goes, really? He's so nice, and his family is so nice. Like, I, like I wouldn't be, you know, nice because I invented Wow. But uh, it's kind of funny. I had another experience like that. I was, um, I was buying my first apartment in New York City, and I almost moved into the Cromwell, which was across the street from the Dakota. They had a spectacular. Um, i don't mean to brag but i was doing well at the time a spectacular penthouse that overlooked the whole upper west side and it was at the top of the building obviously and it and this building kind of had a castle feel to it and it had outdoor space it was just it was just amazing and i liked the uh, the area it was on 72nd street uh, very close to ribbon uh one of my joints that i went to with Vic Henley a lot matter of fact i drove by that uh what was it, last week? And I, I started tearing up. I saw the table that me and Vic sat at many, many a day. And uh, I was working with a, a, a real estate agent, and it was a co-op. I don't know if you guys understand the, differences, uh, the difference between uh, a condo and a co-op in New York City. I, I know you're not stupid, but in New York City co-ops forget it you pretty much got to sign away your first kid to get into these places they want tax returns and all sorts of paperwork and it's it's a process that could take i don't know months and months they, and and they always want more they want your college records they want your high school records what what you do on your SATs we need references we need a list of all the people that are going to be visiting you in the building it just went on and on and um the only reason we dealt with it was because the building and the and the um the apartment was just spectacular so we went through the process you know I should mention this, that a lot of celebrities have a, a really hard time getting into co-ops because uh, these these New Yorkers are so rich and so stuck up um, and so full of themselves that they actually deny celebrities in these co-op buildings over and over again in New York City. I should have known that uh, with the celebrity angle. So, doing well with the, the process to try to get into the Cromwell. And I had a drop off another bunch of uh, documents to the real estate lady, and she was a very old lady, and, she, and we really, really got along, and she really liked me, and she really liked my wife. This was before kids. And all of a sudden, I, I drop off these documents, and she goes, uh, I don't need those anymore. I'm like, why? What's up? She goes, uh, you're going uh, to be denied. And I'm like, why? She goes, we, we found out who you are. And then she said, and I'll never forget it. She looked right at me, and she goes, "And I thought you were a good guy." <laughs> a lady that was dealing with me for no less than three, four months, day after day. So basically, I'm showing her who I truly am, you know, as a person when when a microphone is off and I'm not in a, a radio station. And because she found some of the O and A stuff online. She now changed her uh her tune on me immediately and said I thought you were a good guy. So then we moved into a condo with the rest of the riffraff. Yeah, Vinny knows. You know what, Vinny, you're right. Uh that's always been the problem with the the world. Uh entertainers are at work. Most are introverts and different off-mic and camera. I am very I am very different when the uh When the mic goes off. And I never thought of the consequences. I always thought, you know what? Because this microphone's on and we're in this fancy studio, people just understand that I'm just trying to entertain people. And boy, was I wrong. Boy, did a lot of people take it personally. Uh, Michael says you're a good guy. Fuck them. Fuck the people that didn't understand that I was trying to entertain. I guess I understand as as an older person. But, you know, some of the stuff that... Made for boring radio. If I did something incredibly outrageous on the radio, I then would uh, make sure immediately that the person was okay. But I would do it when the mics were off. Because I'm like, no one wants to hear me now being a good guy. That was the problem with the cake stop. Andrew was awesome. Andrew was uh, uh, um a... a friend of the show, and I knew uh, that day that I could get some good radio done and I could shock some people, and I was certainly, um, my goal was to just uh, make Jimmy go, oh, my God, and hopefully laugh, and he did. And then immediately when that was done, I circled back and made sure the guy was okay. But that doesn't matter to anybody because none of that is uh, is on tape. Although the next day we did talk to Andrew and, and some of that is on tape, and he proved that he didn't give a fuck that we did that but that just simply doesn't matter because haters ran with the fact that I jumped on a homeless guy's cake it was way more than that uh let me go to youtube for a second opie radio how the hell are you i'm uh, i'm good buddy i'm doing it i think i'm doing it i'm podcasting i'm uh, trying to raise my kids properly Trying to uh, not fuck them up uh, the same way, uh, the same ways. I should say that I was fucked up. I think that's your goal as a parent. You know all this stuff that happened to you, so why do that exact same shit to your kids, right? So me and my wife, we always joke like our goal is to fuck them up in new ways, because I think in in the end, no matter how you uh, raise your kids, you know you're gonna you're gonna cause them some issues, unfortunately. I don't think anyone uh, is- escapes that. But I know the shit that happened to me when I was growing up, and I know damn well I don't want to do those things to my uh, my kids. One being yelling and screaming day after fucking day. Pick up your goddamn shoes. Our rooms could have been perfectly um, neat. Except for a pair of shoes in the middle of the room. And that would mean that the whole room would have to be uh, destroyed. See, we wouldn't do that. Actually, my kids would laugh at me if I did that. They would be like, You're, what, is, what are you doing? You're an asshole. <laughs> they would look at me like, what the fuck is wrong with you, man? So we don't we don't do the stuff that was done to us when we were growing up. That's the key to parenting, I think. And Opie, you ever smoke Sherm? System of a down on the YouTube live. I don't even know what that is. Now I'm distracted. Hold on, Facebook. I got to go to YouTube for a second. What the hell is Sherm? Come on, man. I'm, I'm an I'm a older gentleman. I've done the edibles. I did mushrooms. I uh, did the Coke. Uh, it's PCP. Jesus Christ, No. I stopped at, I don't even think I really did coke, to be honest with you. I mean, I was in Geneseo a million years ago for my college years, so I dipped into the coke. But let's be honest, what kind of coke are you getting at a at a SUNY school in the middle of nowhere, in the middle of western New York? I probably should say I snorted uh, speed and baby powder, whatever the hell they cut that shit with. But no, man, I never did PCP. Are you crazy? I never did the acid. I did shrooms a couple times. I snorted some weird shit from the shaman, but he swears it was some kind of tobacco-based thing from uh, the rainforest. I uh, definitely did my share of marijuana, and uh, I have dipped into the edibles in uh, recent years, and that's pretty much my drug history. That is it for the kid. And you can oh my god is my hold on i got i got somebody texting me oh 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 my is that true oh my god i don't know what to do with that little uh information uh wow i just got some uh incredible gossip about someone i know i don't know if i could blurt that out maybe tomorrow i'll blurt it out wow really Ooh, interesting Alright, um Yeah, I can't say it right now I mean, but you know me, I'll probably blurt it out by the end of this or tomorrow But, oh my god, another text message Okay, okay, <laughs> okay Wow Um, alright I just got some incredible gossip Um, oh wow. wee. Hmm I'm thinking, yeah, I probably shouldn't say anything right now. Uh, All right. I know you're right, Chuck uh, Glenn. You're so right. uh, Back to YouTube. He goes, "Um, not gossip unless you share. Otherwise, it is a secret. All right. Right now, it's a secret. But I think you know me well enough to know that um, secrets certainly turn into gossip quickly with the opster. So, no, I gotta, I gotta do a little uh, digging on this one, and then, uh, and then, yeah, I'll present it. I guess. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Some funny fuckers. <laughs> <laughs> gotta be honest, man. I don't feel that great today. I got a fucking cold. As soon as you get a cold, you're like, "Did I get the virus? Who gave it to me?" Paranoid. I am so paranoid, and then of course I have to turn on the news and they're like, if we're not careful with flu season coming around the corner here, the the, the, uh, coronavirus deaths could be double by January. That would mean close to 400,000 people dead of this stupid virus by January, if we're not careful, and uh, whatever, what are we going to do, we're going to talk about this stupid coronavirus every fucking day and try to change people's opinions? At this point, you either believe in the coronavirus and you're taking it very seriously or you don't give a flying fuck about it. And that's where we're at and that's where we're gonna stay and it's really kinda stupid to even discuss it. Why don't they tell the numbers of people who survived the virus? Uh, That's off the YouTube Live. I think that is important. I think uh, the cable news channels, they get off on having that number up on their screen every day. I believe we're up to 193,000 people that have died. Uh, we're closing in on a million people dead from this thing worldwide. But the fact does remain, and it should be pointed out, thank you Kerry Werner on the YouTube Live, that most people uh, survive this damn thing and actually do very, very well. Speaking of which, my uh, I told you my brother-in-law and my nephew both had it um and yes the nephew is the son of my brother-in-law so living in the same house college kid he's about 21 22 years old uh my brother-in-law had a really tough time with the coronavirus but he did just fine He, he got through it my nephew skated like it was nothing i don't even think he got sniffles and that's what we're dealing with here and then some people get it and within a week they're dead so that's what's so ridiculous about this thing But with that said, uh, (laughs) it's probably going to kill me for for saying this, man. I try not to get uh, too personal. I really try not to, but uh, this was funny. My nephew uh, texted me yesterday. He goes, hi, Uncle Greg. Yes, they call me Greg. And he goes, hey, um, me and my friend uh, are way out east on Long Island, and we want to come by and say hi. I just wrote back, no, with a lot of O's. I'm like, no, and I felt bad, you know. But he just had the coronavirus. I mean, you can look back on the uh, the episodes of the OP Radio podcast where I discussed that. It wasn't that long ago, although I'm uh, losing track of time here. And uh, he wanted to come see me, and I'm like, fuck no. And then I had to say, look, man, you know, I love you. I miss you. But we're still taking this coronavirus very, very seriously, and we're, and we're not, uh, we're not having guests at this uh, point in time. So, too cold for the Rona? Is that what you're thinking? You think the Rona now goes away because of the cold weather? All the experts, and when you say experts, uh, people are thinking politicians. <laughs> When you mention experts, they think right away, politicians, because there's a lot of people out there that will take uh, the word of a politician like it's gospel, but then uh, will, will say, well, you know, scientists, in theory, they're not right a lot of the times. These same people uh, will listen to every single word a politician says. But anyway, what are they saying? Ah, oh, the experts. Right, the experts. The experts are saying that it's going to get rough now because we got the, we got the double whammy of the the flu season and the Rona. Oh, we got dogs a barking. Oh, that's my dog. Hi, doggy. How about we not wake up all the neighbors? I'm already doing a good job with that. Okay. Oh, the Rona's going to be gone after Election Day. That that old gag, Charles. The only problem with that logic, and I see it all over the Facebook is the fact that the whole world has it. So so the whole world is uh, dealing with a pandemic just so they can make sure that Trump is not reelected and then they can all live easy and the coronavirus will go away? That's why that theory sucks! And, um, wait, why is there... That's not my... Get your dog off my property! Get your dog off my property! Thank you! Goddamn dog on the beach is uh, smelling my puppy thinking it's an easy an easy meal or an easy lay And he's just this dog just rocked up uh, our walkway looking for our doggy Yep, keep walking. That's right. Bark at that motherfucker. You got that right. You bite if you have to, all right? You got it. You got this. How's puppy school going, Charlie Lambo says? He's a bit bitey. He only bites my, uh, my daughter because she's the smallest in the family. Everyone else, uh, he ain't fucking with. Uh, so we're trying to figure that out. And we, we do the can with the change. It's an old coffee can. You fill it up with a lot of change. And when he's misbehaving, you shake that shit. And he's like, fuck that because their ears are crazy. Absolutely nuts. That dog won't even let you tiptoe to the bathroom in the middle of the night. Because we were told, you know, he should sleep in the same room with you for a bit. Especially when he was a puppy. He's only three months. He might be four months old now. June, July. August. Yeah. Oh, shit. He's four months old uh, very, very soon. And uh, you get up in the middle of the night to try to go to the bathroom. And as soon as your stupid big toe hits the wood floor, he jumps up and starts barking. Like, where the fuck are you going? And I'm like, can I goddamn pee in peace? in the middle of the night with this pee boner Oh, too much information, I understand. I apologize for that. Trying to clean this shit up a little bit. Oh, we're gonna make believe no one gets pee boners in the middle of the night? Where you have to kind of put your two hands on the wall and lean all the way forward to get some kind of angle going? Oh, I'm the only one? I'm the only one with the pee boner BlueChew.com, promo code OPIE, to try it for free. <laughs> you girl, I know you girls got to deal with the period thing. What, once, one week out of the month, what's, what's the big deal? We have to deal with, with, uh, P-boners in the middle of the night. No. Yeah, thanks, John Koritz. The problem is real. All right, Quint Phipps. You're not alone, brother. Thank you. But you know what? Every time I wake up with a pee boner P-boner, I'm like, Well, you know what? Oh, you're good. Boy, last night I went on Twitter and basically said that uh, if you don't believe in climate change slash global warming, then you might as well go all in and believe that the Earth is flat. And then I turned off my Twitter. Actually, no, I didn't. But boy, did that trigger people last night on Twitter. we. Yeah, they were triggered, uh, John Cassidy. At this point, I don't really give a fuck if anyone agrees with me on Twitter. I'm, I, I'm just, like I said on Twitter last night, I'm just spraying my liquid diarrhea on the wall like anyone else. That's all I'm doing. I'm, I'm no more important than anyone else on Twitter, and I mean anyone else. It's, it's a garbage plate. Sorry to Western New York because your garbage plates are delicious, but Twitter is a garbage plate. So I honestly, I think there was a time I would get on Twitter with some of my ideas and my thoughts and think, wow, let me find like-minded people. And then um, it just became exhausting. And then you're you're sitting there trying to convince people to think like you when you know they'll never think like you. And as soon as you understand that, life is a lot easier. It's a lot easier, man. So now I just I just spray diarrhea all over the walls of uh, of Twitter, have a little fun with it, and uh, hopefully push a few people to my podcast Opie Radio, and that's it. What are you gonna do? Oh, Joyce, Colin, you got their blood flowing. LOL. Yes, I did. Uh, audio dropping out on Facebook in England. Yeah, that's not that's that's terrible, Charles. I'm I, I need some tech support. I need some tech help for real. It's the pebble. (laughs) Christopher (laughs) Eaglin. The stupid pebble. It looked cool, though, man. It was nice and smooth. I liked how smooth it was. Uh, And I think the smoothness was for her pleasure. What do you think? If you don't believe me, look up all the products that... uh, they know what they were doing. They made it smooth and they they made it in certain shapes for the women and their pleasure. Motorola Pebble, P-E-B-L, that's right. Smooth for her pleasure. That should have been the slug line. I think they would have sold a lot more. Smooth for her pleasure. Look at this beauty. <laughs> I love to think that uh, women are just animals that they're walking up and down the aisles. Oh my God, my neighbor's hearing this, ear This is too much for you. I like thinking that women are walking up and down the aisles of uh, CVS, just looking at products because they can't help themselves, and they're like, "Well, actually, this. Oh, that's my deodorant over there, but look at this deodorant. It, it smooths for her pleasure." <laughs> And they're just picking up stuff they don't even need in the aisles at CVS because they know they could, you know, you know, they could uh, they could they could basically have sex with it. Oh Rachel, I hate to burst your bubble, but we don't think like that. You don't you, you really don't? You don't walk down the aisles of CVS picking up shampoo bottles and deodorants and what else? Uh hairbrushes and and you don't need any of that stuff. I like to think all women are nymphos. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Rachel is, uh setting me straight today. Women don't think like that. Oh, I bet some do though, right? No? Okay. Hey, Mandy, what's up? Look out on the Sharpie aisle. Yeah, man, I'll tell you something. I got kids, right? Quint Phipps, I got kids. Have you noticed that the Sharpies are getting thicker? I'm suspicious. There was no need to make the Sharpies thicker. What do you think that's all about, Rachel? Point for the kid. Yes, Mandy. Thank you. She's honest. Electric toothbrushes. And then they invented like a smooth cover to go over the bristles. Really? Really? Who's that anal that they're putting the smooth cover back over the bristles every time they brush their teeth? Or is that there for something else? Oh, it's there for something else, all right. It's the clit finder. Okay, I'm going to stop. Jesus. <laughs> all right, time to talk about manscapecom slash opie to receive 20% off and free shipping fellas 2020 has made it hard for us to stay as hygienic as we should be luckily our partners at manscaped have made it easy to turn your bathroom into your own private dong salon manscaped is on a mission to change the grooming game with their below the waist grooming and hygiene products and they just released their products in the uk canada and australia now you know i've talked about the razor it's a great way to shave your balls no nicks no blood but Manscaped is so much more than that. They have so many other products. You can go to manscaped.com slash opie to check it out for yourself. They got the Lawnmower 3.0 trimmer, which offers a replaceable ceramic blade with advanced skin-safe technology. They also just released their Shears 2.0 nail kit, which is the perfect add-on to their Lawnmower 3.0 trimmer. Their perfect package comes with two free gifts and other liquid formulations to complete your ball trimming routine. All right, look, you're probably sitting on the couch with your hands on your balls anyway. Might as well keep them smelling fresh with the Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant. An anti-chafing ball deodorant designed to defend against the below-the-waist odors. Ew! <laughs> and let's not forget about the foot duster, foot deodorant. It's so good that it can even reduce the odor of the dirtiest feet. I love Manscaped, and I love all their products. You can get 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com opie. Basically, all I'm saying is if you love your package, all you have to do is go to their site, hit a few buttons on your phone, and you will change your life for the better. Get 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com opie, Upgrade that donk salon with the luxury products of Manscaped. I love my manscaped. (laughs) Real nice. What else is going on? I mean, I know Trump had a a tough week. I know Biden put his mask all the way up to his eyes. These are the things I noticed. They were tweeting out a video of uh, Biden putting on a mask because he's trying to show people he's a mask person. And then search out the video. It's kind of funny, man. All of a sudden, he pulls his black mask all the way up, pretty much covering his eyes as well. (laughs) <laughs> These are the guys, man, that we're counting on to get us out of this uh, this, this 2020 garbage. I think I'm going to throw um, another Patrice O'Neill tribute episode out, uh, maybe today, if I don't get lazy. If you go through the Opie Radio podcast feed, you'll see um, Patrice O'Neill tributes. There was, uh, I don't know, at least 10 or 15 of them. And I, I think I've already uploaded five, maybe six of them. So I might do another one today. So look for that in your OP Radio podcast feed. Uh, oh, him laughing at Bobo, Ken. Yeah, that video still does unbelievably well. And people, it's so funny. It's it's a video, it's on my YouTube channel. I think it's called uh, Greatest Laugh Ever or something like that. Patrice O'Neill, Greatest Laugh Ever. And it was when Bobo was in studio when we discovered that Bobo could get hard instantly you start talking about girls and Bobo who had a really shitty dick Uh, I felt bad for him because he had all sorts of operations as a kid and his dick was just really shitty it looked like it looked like um like a chew toy it looks it it looked like some of the some of the toys my puppy has it was it was terrible no offense to Bobo and then we learned that you just talk sexy to Bobo and, and it got hard instantly and then he's a, a huge Mets fan, so then you'd start talking baseball and the thing would go down instantly. This was part of my job, looking at guys naked. What the fuck? It got me this great view, though. Um. So, anyway, uh, Patrice O'Neill was in the studio and we told him, You gotta see what, what this Bobo could do. So, we got uh, Bobo naked and we started talking, uh, you know, kind of sexy to him about girls and whatnot, and he, he went instantly hard. And then we're like, Patrice started laughing because he couldn't believe someone could get hard that quickly. And then um, we basically uh, told Patrice, that's nothing. And then we started talking about the Mets, and he went instantly soft. Patrice could not believe it. I had to put my foot up. To this day, people bitch about my foot up. But it was the only way you could get this video out there on on social media because any other way it would be X-rated. So, you know. Uh all the naughtiness is is behind my foot that I put up in put up uh to block it and Patrice's laugh I, I think most of you know this but Patrice's laugh was just unfucking fucking believable he couldn't breathe he was laughing so hard and he, he had to remove himself from the studio <laughs> makes me very happy when I think of uh Patrice O'Neill. so think she want to take you to a motel after oh man Oh yeah, of, co- of course, the way oh, yeah, that she'd slide those little thong panties off <laughs> to of she wear a bra? <laughs> yeah, but you know what I might do to get her the next time I have to factory? <laughs> I might get her one of those, uh, those uh, <laughs> you can take me that uh, you can, say can that to back to you you <laughs> I get your point. I don't know the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> the whole time. <laughs> there was there tears. tears. <laughs> to Pat. Pat's like fading away. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, Patrice was crying. He's trying. Yeah, show us on Pat. <laughs> I'm telling you, <laughs> I have to sit home and wonder where this has to rank in the top five most unbelievable things. I, I've never seen like that. So uh So how did everyone's football team do? It was a very interesting first week. You had, uh, what, are my, what are my thoughts on this? You had Brady lose his, uh, his first game with the Buccaneers. Looking a little stiff, looking a little on the old side. I think he's 43 years old. I mean, they reminded us uh, throughout the entire game how old Brady was. You know, he's the oldest this, he's the oldest that, he's old. I get it. He looked just okay, by the way. But, I mean, the Saints are a tough team, right? We all know that. And Gronk uh, looked like the undertaker out there. He moved like, like Frankenstein. Poor Gronk, poor Brady. They want to win a Super Bowl so bad without Belichick. Belichick wants to win a Super Bowl so bad with uh, without Brady. Uh, Jay Rose is saying Pats have some work to do, but they are solid. Uh, my Jets lost to my Bills. I think Josh Allen is a great quarterback for the Bills, and I think the Bills have a very good chance of winning the you know the the division. A very, very good chance, and that's pretty exciting for my friends in Western New York, I, I must say. And uh, the Cowboys got hosed with that, uh, yeah, that, that, uh, that penalty call. But uh, well, the, the best part of the Cowboys game was was Jerry Jones seeing one of his players kneel, and he's like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> he was so mad. <laughs> He wants all his players to behave. The kneeling thing. I like that the Bills and Jets decided to, you know, stay in the locker room for the National Anthem. I like that. Because then in in the locker room, they could do whatever the fuck they want. You know, uh, I'm sure there were people kneeling in the locker room. I'm sure there were people standing in the locker room. I'm sure people were saluting the uh, the flag in the in the locker room. I'm sure people were holding hands in the locker room. I'm sure some of the players were sticking fingers up other players' butts in the locker room. But the beauty of it is that we could focus on the goddamn game, and we all need a distraction. So I kind of like that they're uh, they're staying in the locker room for the national anthem. I really like that a lot, and that just fired up everybody because there's a lot of people out there that just want, you know, they just want everyone to quote behave, and then they're like you, you don't, you don't support the the police just because I tweeted that. I'm like, I, I absolutely support the police. I, I I think the police have a very very tough job. I think the police need to work on a few things. But I'm also a guy that, that is reasonable, and I don't think we should, should uh, defund the police whatsoever. I think we should be making slight changes. But, uh, you know, you do talk to the cops, and they say, yeah, man, we got some, we got some guys. We got some, we got some guys that uh, don't do the right thing. But these people just went off on Twitter. My God. And then, you know, I'm a libtard because I tweeted that uh, I like that the players are in the locker room for the national anthem. That comes at you quickly, very, very quickly. And then I uh, and then I go, look at this point if you if you want to know my views on things, you gotta subscribe to my podcast Opie radio or check out uh, the live streams I'm doing pretty much every morning at this point because I don't have time on Twitter to explain my stance every single fucking time. This might hurt you, but I support Black Lives Matter. But I also support uh, peaceful protests. I don't agree with rioting whatsoever. I don't care if the great Martin Luther King said that uh, rioting is the language of the unheard. I don't care. I think you lose a lot of people when, you, when you're when you smashing shit left and right. Peaceful protests? Man, our, our country was... Well, our country was built on peaceful protesting and, and a lot of violence. Let's let's be honest with each other. But that's my stance. It's it's simple. It's simple. You could believe in America. Oh man, this is this is gonna hurt because it's gonna go against uh, some of you Fox people. It's gonna hurt. But believe it or not, you could believe in America and you could be a supporter of the military. And also kneel for the national anthem. Oh my God, did I just say that? Why would you do that? You're stupid. <sighs> and then, of course, there are some people that absolutely don't believe in an America and they're kneeling. So it's a very, very complicated issue. All right, let me go. All right, Facebook Live is losing its fucking mind. Destroying others' private property is never okay. Yes, uh, Devon uh, or Devon Roberts, yes. If you want to see a great documentary, it's on Netflix, and I can't wait for people to, to spin this fucking thing. But uh, the social uh, dilemma, we are so influenced by what we see on our Facebook pages and everywhere else on our phones that uh, we don't have as much free will even because of our phones. They have figured out how to get us goddamn addicted to this horse shit. It's a it's a great documentary. It's really really good, man. You, you get a lot of you had a lot of experts and people that set up um, all sorts of stuff for Twitter, Instagram, uh, Pinterest, uh, Facebook, and they're now on the other side and they're basically uh, talking about all their dirty tricks that uh, they do to get us addicted. Jim Norton sent me here, uh, dude. I don't. What? Why do you? What are you doing to yourself? jim norton sent me here wind on so, so who gives a fuck? no one in this room gives a fuck. you're you're like you know what you are you're like one of those guys that didn't know the war was over i think it was vietnam right vietnam had this ridiculously bad bad war oh my god my my notifications are on on this other phone and that's the one thing they said In the documentary Social uh, Dilemma, turn off your goddamn notifications because because they they invented that because they're like, look, you're not on your phone enough. So we're going to we're going to just hit you with notifications and it's going to make you pick up your goddamn phone and see what's going on, seeing if people are tagging you in a picture or seeing if they're liking your posts. One of the tricks they did. But anyway, uh, I don't give a fuck if Jim Norton sent you here. I don't give a fuck about the 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 Jim and Sam show. No one gives a fuck about the Jim and Sam show. I'm better uh, at, at this uh, in my sleep than what those guys are doing. So good for you if they sent you here, which they didn't, by the way. But you're fighting some dumb war. In Vietnam, the war was over and there was a lot of fucking people, a lot of soldiers that were still um, stuck in the, uh, in the woods, in the forest, and uh, they didn't know the war was over. So they were kinda still fighting this war, hiding and stuff, day after day, because no one told them the goddamn war was over. I don't send anybody over to Jim and Sam. I don't send anyone over to Anthony's show. I, I don't like those guys at all, but believe it or not, I wish them the best, and I wish they would just leave me the fuck alone, okay? So it's a one-sided fucking thing that's going on with that horse shit. The jungle. I guess I was trying to say the jungle. Yeah, you had to call me out on that? Brian Parnas? No, I like Brian. Yeah, I, I was trying to say the jungle. They were lost in the jungle, and they really thought the war was still going on. I yeah, Google this shit. It's amazing. And some of these guys lasted years and years in the jungle thinking the war was still going on. Hiding and scared shitless as everybody else was celebrating the fact that the war was over and they were trying to put the goddamn country back together. If Jim and Sam are so great, why aren't you listening to them? Why are you on my Facebook Live, you idiot? (laughs) Doesn't that that, uh, go against what you're trying to do here? If they're so great, why are you so obsessed that you're on my Facebook Live instead of listening to their horse shit, you dummy? (laughs) God... What else? We did the football, I guess. Uh, The Washington team, uh, did they win? Did the Washington team win? They went from, like, we ain't fucking changing our name for nobody uh, to, wow, we don't know what team to pick because now we're very, very scared because every name we want to pick could be problematic. So now they're just called Washington team or something like that. Uh, Trump is funny, though. He triggers whiny libs. Uh, you know, the um, the triggering thing, I hate to tell you this, works for both sides. I mean, we're fighting that battle. Both sides are fighting that battle. But the fact is, you say one one thing uh, against Trump and you'll see how triggered um, the other side gets as well. Uh, we're very, very passionate about our guys. Very passionate. And, and Social Dilemma, that uh, documentary on Netflix... They answered a question that I've been wanting to know the answer uh, of for many, many years. Why people think so differently than you. And what I mean is whether you're a Democrat or a Republican, a righty or a lefty, it's incredible how differently you think. And you sit there scratching your head and you're like, My family members, my friends have to be reading the same stuff I am on Facebook. And they've got to be watching the same stuff I'm watching on TV. So why the hell are they so stupid? And why do they think so differently? And in The Social uh, Dilemma on Netflix, I hope I'm getting the name right. They explain that. It turns out we're not reading the same fucking stuff. You go on your Facebook uh, uh, feed, and and you're reading your news feed, and you're just assuming that everyone's reading the same news feed. But a lot of that stuff is just picked for you personally. So let's say you're, uh, you know, you're a conservative, you're going to get some, you're going to get some stuff on your news feed that leans toward your political ideology, and the and the same is true for the p- the people on the left. Uh, and that's the reason why we are so passionate about our side and uh they suggest which no one's going to do obviously they suggest that you follow people and you watch cable news channels that you don't agree with just to get the other point of view so you could be a little more balanced uh the same thing has always happened with uh with with tv as well but it's gotten way worse with facebook and social media in general but uh, if you're watching fox all day you're watching, uh, you're watching that point of view and you're just assuming that your friends and family that might be on the left, they're watching the same shit. And you're thinking to yourself, why are they so fucking stupid? Well, they're stupid because they're actually watching CNN while you're watching Fox. And they're not getting that point of view from, uh, from the Fox uh, news channel and vice versa. And the one guy in the social dilemma, he goes, Where, "You know, what do you think is going to happen?" And he said it, and I just went, "Fuck." He thinks we're heading toward a civil war because of this shit. Because no one wants to be on the same page. Uh, they're pretty much incapable of being on the same page. I think that was too much, huh? That was a little. That was a little heavy for th- this early in the morning. I'm thinking. Fox Trump News Network. Debbie Mason Gerard from Boston says, uh, Graham uh, Crawford Fourth, my wife made a political post on Friday. Her stepdad got offended and it turned. Oh, God. One bad thing about um, the live streams getting more popular, it's harder to read your comments. I got to stop and scroll backwards. So let's start over. Uh, Graham Crawford IV. My wife made a political post on Friday. Her stepdad got offended and it turned into a three-day ordeal. It's gotten to be too much. Yeah, man. Uh, Benjamin Blumenthal. Once again, yes. Uh, yep, Civil war is coming. Unfortunately. Yeah, and and it's sad because it's breaking up um, lifelong friends. It's breaking up uh, family members. Without going into detail, man, I got family members on the Facebook. And I see what they post, and I'm 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 embarrassed. And I think to myself, man, I don't think I like that person anymore. You know. And then Seinfeld famously said uh, one of his bits. He said, "You look at your family, and you think to yourself sometimes, you know, if I wasn't related to these people, I would never hang out with them." <laughs> and that's 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 uh, some some cold reality right there. Politics or religion posts are sure to create havoc. Yes. Uh, hey, Rachel, I could really care less. Like you said, no politician is going to change my life or lifestyle. I, I completely agree with that. I mean, you you know, one of the guys might make you a few a few extra uh, a few extra nickels. I don't even want to say bucks. A few extra nickels. But our lives have gotten so fucking stressful and so hard. Um, and you know these these candidates are just uh, hoping you vote for them because they believe they can make your life just a tiny bit better, when all of us need our lives to be way better. now anyway, whatever, dude. I'll turn this off, and people will just fight over Trump and Biden all fucking day. In the end, for what? For what? Because Biden is gonna what? turn our cities into third world countries because that's what Trump said is going to happen. Is that really going to happen, you think? Yes, it is. hope it's going to happen. All right. What would Patrice do? Patrice would be laughing at all of us. He absolutely would not be picking a side. He would believe in Black Lives Matter for sure, but he would also be pointing out uh, some of the ridiculous stuff that comes out of the Black Lives Matter Movement—that's his job as a very uh, smart comedian, a genius. And I didn't say that in the past tense because a lot of the stuff I listen to from Patrice O'Neill online—it—it—it it, it applies to what's going on today. His words are still very important today in the year 2020. Uh, forget football. Uh, bass season is here. Yes, it is the fishing starts getting really really good we're just days away from this beach being filled with jeeps with fishing rods out of the back and these guys they're hardcore they're they're uh, they're way better than me I I got some skills but these guys really know their shit they just ride up and down the beach in their jeeps just looking for signs in the water then they quickly stop and, and start throwing lures in and they know exactly what lure to use and all that stuff um, but that's about to begin, and I gotta get myself a Jeep because I wanna I wanna ride the I wanna ride the uh, the beaches as well. I can ride the beaches from now until I think May or April or something like that. May I think? Open gang, enjoy the day. Yeah, we got a gang, man. We got a nice group. I I, I know more of your names than not at this point. And and a lot of these uh, live streams are are doing upwards of ten thousand on, on the Facebook, YouTube, not so much. All right, I'm starting to babble. I know when I'm babbling. Later, Wayne Buatkins. Later, Brian Parnas. Later, Bob Lord. And Britt. Hey, Britt. And 567 stars today. I made $5.67. I'm a rock star. $5.67 to talk to you people this morning. That will go into the beer account. And I will pay out handsomely someday. Someday. Well, I mean... I can't pay out handsomely with five dollars and sixty seven cents, but I guess i could I guess I can match the stars if I have to, so I could get a few beers going the next time I go to get parts. <laughs> Thanks for all the thumbs up guys. Thanks for everything. I really like doing this. I think we have some uh, fun. so um, we'll do it again tomorrow. And uh, if it is windy, you know, I figured out that little uh, technical issue now. if it's windy, or rainy i just tape my phones i i duct tape them to the window so we can continue i did that yesterday and it it worked out very nicely all right guys i love you miss you